Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What the Heck is Crypto. I'm your host, Stephen. Adam is off this week. He's on his honeymoon. Congrats, Adam. Hope you had a great wedding. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Another big week in the crypto markets. Uh, Wednesday was an especially uh, turbulent day because it was the November FOMC meeting, and the Federal Reserve made history with a fourth straight three quarter point rate hike. Now, the market initially traded up on the, the announcement of the hike. There was some language in the release that made it seem like the Fed was considering a, a pivot in their interest rate policy. And for the last you know, month or so, I, I think markets have been trading up only with a, with a good amount of uh, hopium, thinking that the, the worst is perhaps behind us. And uh, in, in the press conference that followed the release, Jay Powell just uh, put all of those hopes to rest, in, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, he was extremely, extremely hawkish, one of the most hawkish, uh, probably the most hawkish I've, I've, I've ever seen him uh, personally. And he, he basically killed the uh, bull's hopes for an extended stock market rally. Uh, as soon as he started talking, the market tanked and uh, we never really looked back. Now, w w what did he say in this press conference? Why did everything sell off? so hard um so there's been this expectation that like i said the the fed's going to pivot the rate hikes are going to stop pretty soon or you know we're at least going to pause and then uh we're going to take a step back and see how the economy's doing and, and and give some some wiggle room but but jerome came right out and said uh, hey, hey guys not only are we not pausing not only not only are we not even close to pausing um, we're actually going to take the terminal rate up higher than the, the market is currently pricing in. Uh, he came right out and, and said that, and, and that immediately just uh, took, took risk assets absolutely uh, off a cliff. Now, it's important to note that when, when you buy a stock, uh, what, what you're doing is you're, you're sort of uh, paying for the discounted future cash flows of a company. And the interest rates... Uh, that are prevailing in the market kind of dictate how much you're willing to pay. Now, if, if, if interest rates are, are 10% in, in bonds and, and you buy stocks, you, you're going to demand more than a 10% return in your stocks because that's a, a riskier asset class. And when interest rates were zero, um, people were willing to take, you know, two, three, 4%, uh, whatever it was, uh, return from stocks because there there was there was no return in bonds so so a world in which the the federal reserve is going to to keep hiking rates probably through uh, next year as best i can tell um this is this is going to keep pushing bond yields higher and higher and higher uh currently the the 10-year bond is trading around you know four and a half percent i think last i checked and you know you may see that go to six seven percent by the time all is said and done and if bonds are, are, are offering investors a 7% return on their investments. Uh, people are not going to go into the stock market and, and pay for a seven or eight or nine, or maybe even like 10% return with those yields. And as a result, um, prices in stocks have to keep 
have to keep coming down more. Uh, other bad news for stocks is that they it doesn't seem as though we've we've really priced in a, a recession yet, even though the market has gone down quite a bit. Uh, most of this drawdown thus far has 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 been the result of uh, of yields moving and uh, adjusts and uh, adjustments in terms of like the uh, multiples investors are willing to pay for stocks. But we have not seen a significant adjustment uh, it, it discounting uh, substantially few, uh, fewer uh, fewer profits in the future uh, an earnings recession. So I think we've got this kind of a one two punch looming on the horizon for stocks, uh, higher yields. And, and lower earnings. And because of that, we're gonna see the stock market lower. Um, another, big, another big development that w- wasn't really talked about a lot, uh, people were hoping that the, the treasury was gonna start uh, announcing uh, a buyback program yesterday. Uh, this would be bullish for, for risk assets uh, for reasons I won't get into here, but the, those, those hopes were, were, were put to bed. And I think the treasury has also announced it's going to basically um, add another uh, $75 billion to the, to the ge- uh, general account by the end of the year. So all of these things are, are sort of negative for liquidity, and liquidity has been a, a, a primary driver of, of, of uh, tech stocks, uh, stocks that have earnings like a long way in the future, or even stocks that don't have earnings at all. Uh, they, they're, they're primarily driven by liquidity conditions. And those liquidity conditions, uh, we have to understand, were absolutely juiced uh, 2020, uh, 2021, and, in, and even in the entire decade from the, uh, the great financial crisis in, in 2008. And we, we've only just started to, to unwind all of that liquidity uh, in the other direction. Um, crypto is a liquidity asset. Uh, there's, there's, there's no way around that. Very, very few, uh, almost no crypto projects have any sort of uh, cash flows, you know, so they, they sort of trade uh, up or down as as money flows into and out of the system, and and, and crypto has been extremely correlated with stocks all year. So uh, I, I I do expect stocks to trade lower, and and, and as a result, I do uh, expect crypto to to trade lower. Now, it's kind of worth pointing out that that, that there has been a bit of a decoupling from crypto uh, and stocks ever since the summer. Uh, I think this is really evident if you pull up like a chart of of Ethereum, which which bottomed this summer, you know, somewhere in the the eight hundreds, and is is as of today trading nearly a hundred percent higher, um, and will still likely be, you know, a solid sixty seventy percent above its its uh, summer lows, even if the Nasdaq uh, goes on to make new lows again over the next couple of weeks, which I. I, I, I think it will. So while I personally don't believe we've seen the bottom in, in most crypto assets, I think there is a compelling case to be made that perhaps Ethereum has bottomed, but most of the other coins will see new lows. Um, that is my base case, but I, but I am considering the possibility as, as a long-term crypto investor that this could have been the worst. I don't think it is, but I, I also don't want to get caught not holding uh, any Ethereum in the event that I am wrong here. So uh, I, I'm, I'm looking to start buying again uh, my spot positions for for long term hold. Um, really hoping we get to trade down into the the kind of mid 1300s region over the next couple of weeks or so. I think that's a a spot I'm willing to 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 start nibbling. 
and uh, you know start adding some coins for the long term. I, I think if we do go lower, it's it's pretty likely that we we trade down below a thousand or so. Again, I think there's a significant uh, liquidity resting under some some equal lows that we saw uh, in, in the summer, and and it, it seems highly likely to me that uh, price goes there. So you know, a thousand or so is going to be another buy point for me on Ethereum. Also looking to add uh, later on in uh, 2023, if we see 700 and, and, and I do think that 300, $400 is a, a possible price. We, we could see if this gets really bad, it's not my base case, but I will be keeping a good amount of cash on the sidelines in the event that happens. I, I think the base case is that maybe we trade into the, 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 the three digits again, um, decent chance we see sevens um, and, and a small percentage that we do go really, really low. Uh, that would be a scenario where you, where you see, you know, probably mid, mid twos on the S&P. I think it's probably more likely S&P bottoms out around 3000 or so. And that lines up pretty nicely to me with like around like a, you know, 10, 12, $13,000 Bitcoin price. And you know, seven hundred to thousand uh, dollar Ethereum price, but you know, I'm just a guy talking to you on a podcast, and the the future is 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 complicated and and, and difficult to predict. So uh, that's why I prepare for all possibilities. That's why I am buying a little bit uh, if we hit these levels, even though I uh, don't think uh, the worst is over. So uh, hopefully, that's some useful advice for advice for you there. Um, as for stuff in, within crypto, I mean, not everything in crypto is the same. And I, I do think a good case can be made now that some assets within crypto actually have bottomed. And I, I think it's worth looking into if you are interested in this sort of stuff. Um, some items in the NFT space, actually. Um, now, 99.9% .9 of this space uh, is still, in my opinion, absolute trash. And that's just sort of the way it is. It's the way it is with any new market where there's like a massive, uh, massive euphoria, right? It just, it just, it just happens. Um, but, but within the wreckage, I, I, I think you're starting to see bottoms in really, really premium stuff. So what do I mean by premium stuff? I, I, I think on-chain art, I'm not talking necessarily about like the profile pictures, your, your board apes, but if you're not familiar, check out uh, the art blocks collection it was a just super hyped collection in the summer of 2021 when we had that crazy uh, crazy nft uh, bull run so a lot of really crazy valuations uh, too much art was made really flooded the marketplace with supply and stuff went down real bad i mean some stuff is is down just basically 100 percent uh, at this point in the nft market but i i do think uh, some of these stronger art blocks projects have have bottomed in, I mean, they've almost certainly, I think, bottomed in ETH terms. Um, if you're new to NFT investing, uh, typically NFTs are priced in the, uh, the, the base assets of, of the ecosystem. So if you're buying Solana NFTs, they'll be priced in Solana. If you're buying Ethereum NFTs, uh, they're almost always priced uh, in Ethereum. Uh, a good example of this, I think, is uh, the, the Fidenza collection by Tyler Hobbs. I think these are really Cool. Uh, one of the, just the kind of real earliest examples of uh, digital art, uh, well, uh, cryptographic art, I should say, uh, on the blockchain. Uh, 
these, these things were trading for insane valuations in 2021. And I think in the summer they, they bottomed around in, in the, the forties or so, if I'm not mistaken. And, and today, today, uh, last I checked the, 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 the cheapest, uh, item you could pick up was, was, uh, I think 80, 85 or 90, 90 ETH. Um, so significantly more in USD terms because, you know, 45 ETH at a th- uh, 45 ETH at a thousand dollar ETH is $45,000, 90 ETH at uh, $1,500 ETH is like 140 ish thousand dollars if if my math serves me correct so very compelling case to be made that i think a lot of this digital art has bottomed uh certainly in in eth terms but maybe even in usd terms uh as well Uh, sometimes in the bear markets it's the frothiest uh sectors that get blown out the fastest and nfts did get blown out well before anything else Um, but the other side of that coin is that these things can also uh, have the uh, quickest chance at a recovery uh, as well. Now, I'm not rushing to buy right now because I, I do think ETH is in a bit of like a mini bull market right now. Uh, there's a, you know, a lot of hype around ETH, a lot of hype around the ecosystem. Uh, I, I do think we are going to get another kind of scary period where it feels really, really bad to, to buy ETH and especially bad to, to buy NFTs. That's probably going to be the entry point for me. I'm probably going to want to pick up some of this art for the, the long haul. Um, really like Fidenzas. I would love to get a Fidenza. They are uh, not easily accessible to the general population. They are, they are pretty expensive. Um, but there are some uh, somewhat cheaper collections. Uh, I think I think Chromie Squiggles are really cool if you want to check those out. Uh, really like uh, Gazers. Uh, this is cool. Um, collection that actually changes in real time uh, on the basis of uh, where the moon and the the stars are. Um, so, uh, really cool concept there. Uh, th- th- those are things I'm going to have my eyes on. I also really want to pick up another uh, CryptoPunk. I really confident that like CryptoPunks are sort of like the the Bitcoin of NFTs. They're they're so OG and they don't have any of the garbage attached to them that a lot of other nft projects do and we're going to talk about that a little bit in the uh, the next segment here um, but but they're just very pure um, they were created in 2017 uh, anybody could claim one by just paying gas so you, you could have claimed a multi-million dollar punk for you know just a couple dollars uh back in 2017 so it's this kind of like crazy uh, origin story that 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 bitcoin has and it's not really something that is being marketed actively. Um, it's no like celebrities being paid to use them. There's, there's, there's no, no ads being bought. There's no even continued development in the, they, they just sort of are what they are, which is this like kind of really cool historic collection. And, and everybody who is like a original uh, OG uh, Ethereum person, like really aspires to, to hold these things. And, and they, they've held up really well in the bear. I mean, they've been holding pretty consistently in the, the 60 ETH or so floor range for about six months uh, now. And they've gone up pretty considerably in, in dollar terms since the summer. Um, I, I really do believe that you're not going to be able to get a, a crypto punk for under a, a million dollars, um, US dollars uh, at some point in the next, in the next few years. And it's, a, it's pretty cool. Um, I think risk adjusted investments if you if you have the 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 cash to throw at that and 
that, that, that is the problem I think with some of this NFT stuff is that a lot of the stuff I feel most confident in is, is, is also, uh, is also, uh, incredibly uh, expensive. Um, but you know, if, if we get three or $400, uh, Ethereum, um, suddenly these things may come, uh, you know, well into the, the, the reach of, uh, investor with a, a decent size uh, crypto portfolio. So, so definitely something to, to keep on your radar there. Give me your crypto punk. Uh, I don't want to damn it. I wish I, I wish I didn't give him all my crypto guys, Adam Ray here for what the heck is crypto. And now that I got your attention, Look, in the last 10 years, over $100 billion worth of crypto has been lost or stolen, specifically because of poor key management scams and hackers. God, I hate hackers. Forget not your keys, not your crypto. Software and hardware wallets both have the same vulnerability. A single private key that can be lost, hacked, or simply misplaced. It's our new sponsor, guys, here. What the heck is crypto? The Zengo Crypto Wallet. It's a total game changer bringing wallet security to a whole new level. Your Zengo account is secured by three factors, which makes recovery simple and stress-free. After all, with no private key to steal, your crypto assets and NFTs are much more difficult to hack. Duh, there's a reason why Zengo is able to claim itself as Web3's most secure wallet. Love that. Zengo has it all. Multi-chain support. Buy, trade, connect to Web3 apps and store your crypto with Zen. Zengo has a legendary in-app 24-7 live support with real humans. That rules. We don't want bots. We want realsies. Here's what you do. Zengo is the most secure Web3 wallet out there and the best place to keep your crypto, NFTs, and assets secure. So if you want to get a part of this, which I know you do, because look, it also it's fully recoverable using their biometric recovery kit. Get started right now. Zengo.com slash Adam and use the promo code Adam to get 20 bucks back on your first purchase of $200 or more. That's Zen, Z-E-N, go, G-O, dot com slash Adam. Code Adam for 20 bucks back on your first purchase of $200 or more. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. On a related note, I, I had mentioned that there is a lot of uh, kind of sketchiness, uh, ugliness in, in the NFT markets. Uh, I was going to say sometimes, but I think unfortunately it's uh, the vast, uh, the vast majority of the time. And we're seeing a little more uh, controversy this week. Uh, we had the release of a, a really big collection uh, called Art Gobblers, uh, which I believe was uh, created by uh, Rick and Morty co-creator uh, Justin Roiland. Um, it's been the, the number one collection on OpenSea for the past week. I think it's done over 30 million in, in secondary sales this, this week uh, alone. And I, I think it's a really fun collection. It, it, it looks, it, it's definitely got a bit of a Rick and Morty vibe to me. I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. And I, I think these things look cool. And there's this element of, it, it, it's creative, right? I, I suggest going to the website, um, artgobblers.com. Uh, you, you can kind of uh, draw your own uh, art and, and mint it and like do all these sorts of like interesting interactive things with the project. So I, I appreciate like how creative it is and how it's going out there and, and, you know, trying to innovate on the NFT space, not just sort of dropping another uh, cartoon animal profile picture. So, so good on them for that. And I mean, this, this thing is, is hot. I, I think the cheapest uh, gobbler right now is a uh, 12.4 uh, ETH, which is probably like a smooth, uh, smooth uh, eighteen nineteen thousand dollars or so uh by my uh my rough calculations so uh, uh not cheap but uh fun 
a cool project. But, but like I said, there has been a little controversy because, um, you know, a lot of people on talk, uh, Twitter talking about how uh, all these influencers get these, uh, these free mints. Um, when, when you, when you launch an NFT, there's this process called minting, right? Where you interact with the, the NFT contract. And that's sort of how the, uh, NFT is created and put into your wallet at, at Genesis, like the, the very first time. Um, and normally there's like a fee to, to mint these. And typically in, in hot markets, the, the, the demand just wildly outstrips the supply. And there's, there's all these things that projects do to try to um, get whitelists to the, the true fans who, who want to buy these things. And so they don't sell them all to, to bots who are sort of exploiting the system and just immediately selling them. Um, but in this case, and, and this is one of the things about blockchain, right? We can, we can check the chain and see exactly uh, who minted what and when and, and for how much. And, and some, Twitter, uh, some Twitter peeps were, were checking the chain and they, they noticed that uh, a lot of these art, art gobblers were being minted for free uh, to a bunch of uh, very well-known uh, NFT influencers on, on Twitter. And this rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And it, it, it is a problem in NFTs, right? Is that there is this epidemic of, of people who have built up uh, an influence, you know, an audience in the space. And they, they sort of use that audience to, to basically pump projects that they get into and in some insider deal and then just sell it to their followers for a quick gain. And often these followers are, are buying the, the top of the, the market and they 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 lose money and it, it's a worthwhile discussion i think in in the nft community like if like this is something that we want to just have constantly going on um you know there's a saying they say in poker you know you can uh, you can shear a sheep uh, many times but you can only you can only slaughter them uh, once and when you when you just absolutely slaughter people uh, over and over again uh with these this kind of I mean, it's basically insider trading. I know that NFTs are not technically securities, although I, I kind of feel like with the way crypto is, there, there is some distinction in my mind between NFTs and traditional art. It makes no sense to me to say that like traditional art is a security. Um, but there's just something wrong with how we're doing this in, in, in crypto right now. Um, it, it's not good to be in an environment where people are basically just engaging in these sort of zero sum uh, back dealing schemes where uh, people are like engineering exit liquidity from themselves uh, on the back of influencers uh, and their followers. That's, that's not us building some new and interesting world. That's just like another version of financial engineering that we kind of hate on the, the wall street people for, but we're just sort of rebuilding the same system here uh, in web three. And it's not great. So what do you do about this as an investor? I mean, this is one of the reasons why I like, I like crypto punks because there is nobody like getting free punks and, and, and chilling them and dumping them on me. It's, a, it's a, an established project. The distribution's already set. The community's already set. It doesn't rely on any marketing. There are no Ponzi-nomics attached to it. It doesn't have a coin. It's just very simple and I can understand it. And uh, you know, the same thing can be said for a lot of these uh, art projects that I, I mentioned earlier. And it's one of the reasons why I, I like those. Um, I think in the future, like we are going to just see more and more and more projects being launched that are attached to actual brands. You know, we talked last week about Reddit launching NFTs. I'm sure within the next few years, you know, you're going to have you're going to have Disney NFTs. And I think we already have Marvel NFTs, but NFTs for everything. It's just going to be an element of 
being a brand and something that you do. Um, and that'll be a little bit more of a safe environment and in some ways for investors, because, um, you know, when, when you're dealing with like a, an anonymous guy on, on Twitter, who's launching an NFT project, they, that person has nothing to lose. They're hiding behind a fake identity. There's really no incentive for them to be a good actor. Um, but you know, a company like Disney is not going to, you know, tarnish its, its multi, uh, multi, multi, multi-billion dollar, uh, market cap and brand name by swindling, uh, <laughs> users are doing, uh, you know, engaging in sketchy influencer practices or anything, the stuff that you see in the uh, traditional kind of icky uh, NFT world. So, so that's where I think we're going in the future. And uh, last story of the week is, is, is related to that. Um, we saw, saw huge gains uh, yesterday for a coin known as uh, Arweave. And uh, Arweave pumped because uh, Meta announced that it was it was going to use Arweave in order to store the data for its creators digital collectibles on the uh, it, it Meta has announced that they they are going to start integrating NFTs into into Instagram which I think is a, a great idea and a cool idea and I th- you know, this is just the, the 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 future of what's what's going to happen here I, I think this is like a limited release thing it's it's not really out there yet but you're you're going to start seeing it get rolled out. We, we've already seen that NFTs are a great way for creators to monetize. I think that concept has been uh, proven over the last couple of years. And, and it's not no surprise to me that some of the large corporations are, are getting in on this and, and figuring out how to monetize that or you know extract value um, from that in, in some sort of a middleman way as a, as a meta is, is doing with its users there. Um, but but what what is Arweave? Uh, this is like an interesting project. Um, it's a decentralized storage um, solution. Those of you who uh, watch the uh, hilarious, in my opinion, show Silicon Valley will will remember uh, uh, Richard uh, founded this company called Pied Piper, and and Pied Piper was sort of this uh, decentralized storage uh, thing where everybody uh, could um, you know store data on their phones or something. Uh, th- this is a this is a similar this is a similar project. I mean, th- there are a couple of projects like this in crypto. Are uh, we uh, Filecoins another big one? Uh, Storage. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. S T O R J. Never been sure about that one. Um, but there there is this kind of uh, developing industry that people should be aware of, which is uh, I, I would I guess I would call a decentralized uh, web infrastructure. Now. What we have to realize is that crypto is a little weird right now. Uh, Ethereum especially is a little weird. This is less of a Bitcoin issue, but Ethereum, you know, is running this, you know, quote unquote, uh, super decentralized blockchain and it supports all these apps and everything. But, but all of this is, is running on traditional web to infrastructure, right? Like when you like connect to the Ethereum network, you're, you're often running through a, a node that is just kind of controlled by a centralized party. Um, you access uh, decentralized applications on dot coms that are not uh, decentralized. Those are obviously uh, centralized services. Uh, all these web apps typically use, um, you know, hosting services. They use the Amazon cloud. So there's all this infrastructure that is just running on top of a centralized web but supporting this decentralized blockchain um so as the future goes on i think like obviously the the community wants to move towards decentralizing all of the layers of of the tech stack 
in one of the first, I think, layers of this tech stack that I, I think does have a good deal of potential is is storage. And you may ask yourself, well, well why why do I need decentralized uh, storage? Um, but but I think a good example of this is is NFTs, right? It it's kind of weird to say, hey, here's this uh, NFT. It's it's decentralized. It's a non fungible token on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, but oh, by the way, the uh, the 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 file for the art is uh, stored on uh, Amazon Web Services, and I can delete it at any time I want, right? Like so that that's it. That's a weird kind of world to be in. So. I think it's interesting and, and, and cool that uh, Meta, you know, recognized this, that like having digital collectibles is kind of silly if the digital collectibles are stored on centralized web. And uh, so I think it's I think it's cool that they're they are planning to integrate uh, this project. And I remember back in t 2017 when we started first rolling out some of these decentralized web applications and it was it, it seemed like a pipe dream that like <laughs> Was a long, a long ways away at times where, where, where any of this stuff would actually get used for anything. And it wasn't just like a hype. Um, so great to see, um, good on you, Facebook. Uh, I am personally not buying into this pump yet. I mean, I think it pumped like 60% yesterday. It's a big move. I don't want to hold a lot of altcoins right now. I, I, I do think that we're in for a little bit more pain, uh, in the near future. Um, but but this is one of the areas I, I think that I want to dig a little more into as we reach the the end of the bear market, and I think that you as a as a crypto investor should should be aware of um, not just decentralized storage, but um, all of the layers of the you know Web two um, sort of tech stack that we want to move into Web three and and be centralized. I I think this could be a big narrative over the coming decade. Um, the technologies that support the infrastructure itself, it's, it's a little less sexy, I guess, than, you know, some of the coins that sit on the, the, the front end that you interact with or NFTs, but it, it is a critical element of the, the ecosystem and uh, one that I do expect uh, a lot of money to flow into, um, especially because I, I think with stuff like storage, like with Arweave, um, you can really construct tokenomics that drive the token price upward like it's it, like Arweave, i believe uh, requires you to use the Arweave token to to purchase and pay for that storage obviously the more users the greater the demand for the token and then you know the the token appreciates so you can actually see a a path to what makes the token go up as opposed to something like bitcoin where you're like well why does the price go up and it's just like i don't well people buy it you, do you need it for anything? No, no, it's just, uh, it's, it's like a digital gold and people buy it. It's okay. Maybe that works. But I think a lot of people coming from the TradFi world are, are going to really be able to wrap their heads around uh, the infrastructure stuff, the, the projects with tokenomics that like have actual value accrual because it is analogous to them of the stuff that they're used to uh, investing in stuff like in the traditional tech world, uh, traditional stocks where you have companies, you have earnings and you can sort of make uh, financial models and you can wrap your head around that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll wrap that for today. Hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, you know, yet another solo, uh, comedy free episode of what the heck is crypto, but hope you learned something. If you have any questions for me, uh, feel free to shoot me a message on, on Twitter. Uh, give me a follow there. I'm always tweeting stuff. Uh, some of it is uh, serious analysis <laughs> once in a while, uh, but you can find me there at, uh, at, at Stephen Cesaro, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-E-S. 
A-R-O on Twitter. Thanks for listening, guys, and I will see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.